Welcome back, Rage Nation. Got myself Pete here. That's yeah. not really exciting. You got Senior Dixon. I don't think that's appropriate. And you got Monsieur Leopard. Explorers deserved it. No. Absolutely. I was disgusted. I cannot believe they've done this. Why is wacky? Why is that good? It's just nonsense. I disagree on that. That's not possible. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. We're on a mission. Yeah. Now, now we've got a whole new list of things to complain about. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. We are trying a video cast, which will also be an audio cast. So you might be doing this in two versions. This is like the maiden voyage upgraded the squad cast and i'm gonna try really hard to look at the camera but also i gotta look at dixon so it's a little challenging but we'll get there but yeah we're gonna talk about the meta in general and then we're also gonna just talk about how we think things are going so far in gg3 with these titles and uh, different things coming out um if you want to support us definitely like and subscribe this video like this video subscribe to the rage quit wire channel on youtube and then always patreon.com slash rage quit wire you can always throw money at us we're whores it's okay but uh i don't know dixon so we're about a month into gg3 so how do you think things are going i i don't know i mean i figured out some of the things how to, how to win and how to like do well but i i, I don't want to be a, a debbie downer but the thing that has been common with my um, with my opponents and myself is that the strategies just kind of blend into each other sometimes. Like, they just kind of feel samey, except for Carve the Path, which, you know, you have to move the stupid thing. That's the only one that I'm just like, wait, I don't have to be in a specific situation here in the center of the table. I don't have to, like, make sure that the right model is at the specific area. And it's, I don't know. It yeah, and I think that is challenging. Yeah. Yeah, because when you look at it, right, because last GG we had kind of the same issue, I would argue, with Turf War and Corrupted Ley Lines. So I do think there this is an issue when you have four different strategies to have them feel different, but then still have them be functional and then still be something that it makes sense for people to play. So I get that. The only two I think are similar is the one where you got to guard the stash and then um, the Covert Ops. Those two kind of feel the same to me. Uh, the other two play different enough where I'm happy with those two. Well, I mean, I should, I know that it's going to sound weird, but Guard the Stash also sometimes feels the same as Covert Ops. I mean, not Covert Ops, sorry, um, uh, Cursed Objects because of how the game ends. Like, you don't start the same way. You have the same different thought process and then like turn three rolls around and depending on the, on the table, then all of a sudden it feels like, wait, I'm playing the same mission again. And that was the problem that I noticed. And I talked to some of the guys. Uh, my last opponent, he uh, he says, like, yeah, it's actually part of the skill of winning these things is remembering which one you're doing and keeping. Yeah, because, like, it, it is difficult. Sometimes you'll be like, wait, am I doing cover ops? And then you have to, like, look at the paper again and be like, <laughs> right, make sure that, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I the one thing I will say is I can see the argument for that. But I also think that the schemes are pretty well balanced in GG3, where that that has me feeling pretty good. Because um, 
I have noticed that on some of the strats, it can be difficult to get more than two points sometimes. But I feel like you can usually get your four points out of the, out of the scheme. So uh, I've been pretty happy with it. I got to do my first tournament, which will probably be September now, um, just because we didn't get to go down to Florida this time. But um, yeah, I, 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 I'm still very positive on it. And I'm just kind of excited where things are in general. So I'm, I'm kind of a homer, but you know, it doesn't take much to keep me happy. True, true. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much the same, but uh, I'm not sad still because of the masters. I feel a little bit more weirded out by the fact that I feel all the, the strategies feel samey except for Carve the Path. Uh, that being said though, I'm noticing different strategies, different masters coming in. I just played, uh, I want to say like the third uh, previous games. Like one of the, the last five games that I played was against Bass, a really good player that's actually going to Nova. Shout out to Yanni. Uh, he, he showed me that Bass actually has a lot of game. Uh, he was playing at Explorers. I think if he had done the exact same thing that he was doing with Explorers, was doing it in Guild and adding the upgrades, it would have been scarier. But with what he was just doing in Explorers alone was still like scary. And the only reason he lost, because he was crushing me. Like, like I was barely hanging on by like a point or two, I think, if I remember correctly, when turn four rolled around, and his highest card was a six. <laughs> it just devolved so hard. That's the game, though, you know. Holy crap. There's some, there's some crews that can come back from that. Especially if you have like a lot of card cycling or if you have a lot of card draw, you can kind of try to fish your way out of it, right? But uh, yeah, some crews, I, I that's the one thing when I played Maw 2, Mecha Maw, I really missed the card draw that you get from her original version. And I was just like, man, I wish I had like good for a laugh. I wish I had, you know, the front of her card where I can draw more cards. I mean, Mecha Maw is good, yeah, yeah. but you miss out on a lot of that card draw. I, I guess it's because I wasn't... Like, when I went into Bayou, I played basically the same amount of, of games with both Masters. And I didn't really fall in love uh, with the first version. I fell in love with the second version because there was just so many dirty tricks you could do with the pit traps. And with, like, pulling people and, like, changing positions with them and then taking them out of the point. And I just... <laughs> taking all their conditions off. I, I love that. I love... Like, it was just dumb. <laughs> the amount of, of combos you can do... Uh, as long as you knew what the game is about and i guess unlike you because you played the ever-living crap out of Ma, I love you, Ma you one. basically man-moded just her for like i don't want to say like three months i could have soloed her like zip's <laughs> really good and that that's i could just run ma and zip and just call it a day and this was obviously before titles um i ran the crap out of her and i still even with titles like even with brew 2 I still ran Maw more than Brewmaster 2 just because in GG2, she still felt really good in a lot of the pools and stuff. So And she's like, I, I thought you would never lose uh, your love for Zip. And I thought Maw was going to be like dethroning Zip because you, you also love she, Zip. She did for a while. She absolutely did. There, there was probably a good three months there where Zip only came out for symbols and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Or corner if it was a corner. Well, even corner deployment, Maw can run. So I, was about to I say, would still run Maw. I'm like, that's a that was a filthy lie when you said the oh maybe in corners. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. If it was, I said maybe. Yeah, if it was like turf war, you'd be like Maw. 
but you're in corners. Yep. I don't care. Let's just get bushwhackers <laughs> and make it happen. Then you horrible holler the uh, rooster riders and stuff, and man, they're going. That is so dumb. And yeah, bushwhackers already on the center line. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Actually, some of that I translated over because that's actually one of the things that I like to do is I see something cool and I try to see if I can translate it to my own faction. That's how I got uh, into the whole Leviticus double um, desolation engine is because I saw somebody do it with like the choreophies. And anyway, well, the point is in Neverborn. I saw you do the hover hollering, and the reason why I play the crap out of the Kurgan is because the Kurgan has a version of hollow hollering. Yeah. But I need a five instead of needing a, a what is it, a seven or eight? Because you, know, uh, you can't. It depends. It depends. I think it's like a six on Maw and like an eight on Little Yeah, you can't have nice things for some reason. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, it used to be really good when you could just you know three times do it and put three focus on people, but you know can't have everything. <laughs> That's so gross. So we have all these new masters coming out. I, do you feel like these new masters are really running the table? Do you think that, I, you know, there's just too much broken stuff? I mean, how are you feeling at the moment? I 100% think that they're running the table uh, in Vassal. 100% in Vassal. Uh, as far as I can tell in real life, uh, we only have like one big event, which is Gen Con. And in Gen Con, they got the top four. So... I mean, take that what you will, because the top four in Gen Con was all Malifaux Burns Masters. Well, I don't know about that because, well, the thing is, I look at it as we just, we're getting these boxes released, right? So all these boxes are still coming out. And I think when the boxes get bought, people want to play them. So they aren't going to play the original version because they want to try the new version. And not everybody has Vassal. Not everybody's, you know, proxying. So a lot of people aren't playing it until they buy the box. So I think it makes sense to me that, for example, I mean, I have this 10 Thunder stuff sitting over here. And, like, I know I'm going to play Yoko 2. I know I'm going to play McCabe 2. And I know I'm going to play Lynch 2. Now, that doesn't mean their original version isn't good, but there's some interesting stuff with the new ones that I haven't seen before that I want to try out. So I think some of it's newness, um, but some of them are better than the original for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, let's go back to the Gen Con thing. In the Gen Con uh, top four, there was one person that played a prior Malifaux Burns master. And personally, I considered among the worst masters in the game. And that we talked about it before, which is, you know, Andre soloing Maxine one mind blowing. So, yeah. So that's the question. It's like, yeah. so is it, you know, this master sucks and, you know, they got lucky or is it Andre's just a super good player? Like, I don't know. Well, I think that's actually one of the things that I always wanted to talk about here, but we never really have the time, which is player strength. Cause that's why we, when we were talking, I was like, Oh, we're talking about Brandon Lynch. We're talking about, Brian Bauer, you know, stuff like that. Players that we know yeah, I, are just like Yeah, and before it. we get into that, right, right, right because right. I think Malifaux's different, yeah, yeah. I mean, something I pulled down from my shelf is I actually have this old box here. Wow. That is that is an old... In, in the box. Now, <laughs> Dixon and other Guild Ball people will remember that when Farmers came out, they were busted. Like, you could be a low-tier player... And it would bring you mid to high tier. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, it, like if you were, if we're gonna like catalog player strength between one and, and ten, like you know, just so to, to make it easier to talk about, you could be a one, and still fight somebody at a five or six, 
and it would yeah, be if like you, even. Yeah, <laughs> like easily when that faction came out in Guild Ball, it would boost you up to like a probably about three to five levels higher than what your yes. skill level was. And the main reason, so like if I was a mid, if I was a mid player, all of a sudden I can compete with really good yeah, players. You're like at the top of the food chain now if you were a mid player. And there was a cap. Like obviously the game only allows you to get to like let's say an eleven. You know, you break a little bit only. But uh, it was just like. I, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm playing against somebody that clearly, you know, <laughs> doesn't know what they're doing, but and, it's so easy. And I, I will say, Dixon, that I I don't feel that as much in Malifaux, and I think that's a good thing. Like, there are masters that are really good. For example, I won a tournament with Guild. Now, I'm not, I'm always kind of in the mix, right? But I played one of the better masters with, you know, Hoffman 2, and then I dropped Dashel. Both of those are re were really strong keywords, really good. So I'm competing anyways, but then I played something a little stronger than I usually play, and it kind of pushed me over the top for that one tournament. Now, that doesn't mean I wasn't going to win if I played Outcasts, but it did give me probably a little bit more just because it is, I feel like those two keywords specifically are more consistent, and they have some higher spiking and some higher like synergy that makes them pretty strong yeah i can definitely see that i can actually believe that i so so i'd say there are keywords that'll bring you up maybe one level or up two levels but i don't see anything crazy like the farmers used yeah. to be i i also want to point out it's it's probably not you know we're making it sound like it's very straightforward oh it's one plus one equals two like that's it sure but it's, it's more not. like that day people didn't really have the the right tech for a guild uh you just happened to like hit the right you know the right steps because you're not used to the factions you were concentrated more on what you needed to do to make sure that you didn't you know fumble it whereas when you're playing with a faction that you're comfortable with i've done it too where i'm like i just run on auto and then all of a sudden something happens and then i have to like you know reset my brain and go yeah back. and that's actually a really good point too because for example when i play zip it's just it's so fluid that i'm not wasting time i'm not wasting energy thinking about basic things i'm not forgetting triggers so I'm able to play my game and I have so many reps with it that I can just play a solid game and maybe I play a better keyword. So somebody maybe drops a Hoffman or somebody drops like something that's pretty busted. But since I'm so efficient with Zip, I can maybe fight out of it, right? right. And and the, that goes into mental stability in terms of like being in the game. Uh, the game with Bass, again, like we just talked about like 10, 10 minutes ago, the player really really put the hurt into my crew for the first like two rounds of the game rounds one and two were really rough round three i held on and i think i put enough damage onto his master that it, it like kind of like slowly turned the tide and the only reason why i was able to like just like it was like a tsunami after that is because his highest car was a six <laughs> so was this bass it. was this bass one or two it was bass two Okay. So he ignored all my concealment and he ignored all my severe. And if I had a gun, he would always have, uh, you know, concealment. Uh, no cover. Because that's another oh, okay. thing. Yeah, they're stupid good. They they have a uh, home on the range and uh, uh, I forgot the other gun ability, but they have really good abilities against guns. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I just had to mentally be aware of that. Because I remember one of the things back when I started, I hated all the gotchas. Because this game does have a lot of gutches. <laughs> it does. Yeah, because what you don't know will kill you. 
that should be a, 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 a fucking thing in this game. Like, somebody should plaster on a wall what you don't know will kill you in this game. And oh, yeah. that's the thing, that you just have to mentally be... That like, is the thing. Yeah, when I play against a keyword that I'm super not sure of, um, I, the main thing is I play a crew that I'm very familiar with. That way, I don't know what you're doing, maybe, but I know what I'm doing well enough to hopefully counter that. But you got to realize that there's also going to be stuff where it's like, oh, you, you got you got caught, right? Like there was, I was playing Dashel um, one and I summoned an executioner. And when I played against John, he brought the stupid uh, charm warders and he flipped a card. And I was like, do you have the crow? And he's like, no. I was like, okay, I'm not going to cheat. He's like, but I'm going to spend a chi to get a crow. I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> welcome, to, <laughs> welcome to monks. <laughs> Yeah, so good because you don't you don't you don't have to. If I remember correctly, you don't have to uh, do it immediately after you flip. You can wait until you cheat, and that's when. Yeah, you do and it. I cheated first, so exactly. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I'm saying though is I think especially when we have all these titles and we have these you know eight new keywords coming out, um, I just think that you have to know that if you play against something new or you see a new model, there's going to be something there that you're you're just not going to know. You're just going to get surprised by it. Right. Right. And I mean, it's open information, but like, I'm not going to be telling me you my entire plan because part of the game is bluffing. You have to play basically poker as well as also strategize as part of the game. Yeah. And I, I think that is important that, you know, you do want to tell people what's going on. But just like John there, I, I couldn't get mad at him for telling me that he could just use a chi to get the suit he wanted. Like, that's just something that is part of just one of his bag of tricks. And after it happened, I was like, OK. I got you now. I see you. <laughs> yeah, if you read the card, you know what the card does. You know, it's a, yeah. Like, RTFC. Read the effing card. <laughs> yeah, but I think you do start to notice, Dixon, that you have consistent players that are finishing well in these tournaments. So I don't, like, I think a good player can play pretty much what they want. And, yeah, there are some games where they play against another good player. They'll, they might lose. Right. But they they can still finish pretty well in a tournament no matter what keyword they pick. Because yes. generally speaking, most keywords, not all titles, but most keyword's are playable. I, I actually yeah, I'm gonna go as far as say I think every keyword is playable. Like yeah. competitively. To, to some extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh tech. Like that's the big thing about this game. The reason why what you don't know will kill you is because if you have the right tech, you will destroy somebody. Yeah, some keywords are better than others or, or easier. That's like what I would consider the tier list would be like, this keyword is super, you know, brain dead. Uh, that's a super powerful keyword then. Why? Because you don't you don't think, you just have to just go. Yeah, and I, I was playing Somer's keyword with Big Hat and I played the title though, and the title has a little bit of legs to it. Now it's still weaker than a lot of the Bayou's other titles and stuff. But it is playable where you can do some really cool tricks with it. So if I if I really loved Big Hat, I could just play the crap out of Somer 2, the loot monger, and just get my reps. Yep. And then I can still I won games in that tournament with him. I, I ended up losing the in the finals against Cody um just because it was a terrible matchup and I decided to play him no matter what. But and the board was bad, mistakes were made. It's fine. Because uh, even, uh, I know that we mentioned this game a couple of times because it was, in my opinion, it was a really good learning game as well as a tournament game. It was against Brandon Lynch when I played Sorida. Uh I was forced 
to think outside of the box is that I was like, well, I cannot obey my own models within this aura, but I have to kill that stupid thing. So I try to change my tactics. And to be honest, I learned a lot about my own crew that day, even if I did lose the game. Yeah, there is a lot. And I think that's where you really start to become a good player is when you drop a keyword into a bad matchup and you learn how to fight out of it anyways. Yep. Um, I was playing... Yeah, I was I was playing Parker 2, and I played against Lady J2, and I thought that was going to be a miserable game. I was like, this is going to be terrible. It's like Nick's just going to F me up with all this burying and shit. But I was able to put out so much ping damage and so much just like Mad Dog just cranking it out into people. And even though he buried the crap out of Benny, I was st- Benny didn't die until later in the game, surprisingly. But And I was still able to put rats out and... I was still able to ping and I fought out of it and I think I probably lost that game late but it was closer than it than I thought it was going to yeah. be and it, I thought it was a terrible matchup. Uh you know the funny thing is like uh you're saying Outcast and Outcast has I believe two models that can pull from outside of the void. So like you can unbury models that are Yeah, but I think you have to have the keyword to do it if I remember right. Uh, I mean we can look it up later but like honestly guy yeah. like I remember being like one of the very few, if not the only faction that can just like save me, get me out of there. Yeah, I think it, I think it has to have that obliteration ability, whatever it is, from the void or whatever it's called. But I might be wrong, but it's okay. I, I don't think I don't think I so. know that there is tech out there. It's just it's really rare to get there. Yeah, especially like uh, Lady Justice, her whole shtick is more like brute force, and no, she yeah she can bury you, but. It's not just the berry part. Like, she can bury you and kill you within one activation. That's insane. Yeah, that was the good thing, though, is he had to be pretty aggressive to come in and get, you know, some of my key pieces. Right. So that allowed me to hit with, like, Mad Dog and Parker, and I ended up killing Lady J, so that felt right. good. Because uh, that's actually the big difference, I believe, from both her and Terra. Terra is a lot harder to kill. I think that's, like, the only big difference between the two of them, right? Yeah, so, I mean... Looking at player ability, I would say that, honestly, play what keywords you like because as you get better as a player, you can win tournaments with... I mean, obviously, unless you just are very practiced with one keyword, I think most times you're going to probably have two to three keywords you're going to play. But either way, once you get your reps in, it doesn't matter which ones you pick as long as you have a design that you like to do with that keyword and you can get your VPs, you can win with whatever crew you want. Yeah. It's, it may be harder, but I, I think, oh, yeah. I think a lot there's, of there's hard mode. Oh yeah. Like I, I still like, I want to play a tournament again with Pandora. I went to into by soloing her on that one tournament. Uh, but, uh, I, I think I can do it now that the title is out. I think now is actually easier because I can choose you should which be, one I, I can use. <laughs> you should be proud of me, Dixon. I'm getting out of my comfort zone playing some 10 Thunder stuff. I think that's dumb. I think you should be focusing on... on <laughs> I'm serious because like, you wanted to get better at a faction, but you keep jumping. <laughs> well, so the reason why is I have the mo- I have like a lot of the models and I I ran out of stuff to paint. So I'm like, cool, I'll start painting this stuff. And I started reading cards and I, you know, so you know me from Guild Ball. I always faction hop. That's just kind of what I do. Yeah, but you always have fun. So that's something that's, in my opinion, that's more important. 
as long as you're yeah. fine that you're not gonna be like a master of a faction but like it, it, it at least gives yeah. you and your friends the ability to see the entire roster like you get to play against yeah it, and it also i think it it makes me a better player because when i play something i understand it better so now that i like i have i like rare the only the only 10 thunder stuff i played is shenlong mm-hmm. so i understand that a little bit but i'm just like you know what it's like this does some cool stuff they're beautiful models let's try her out and We'll see if I have fun with it. I know. See, the thing is, I know I love Bayou, so that's always a faction I can just bounce back into. Yep. I know I love Outcast, so there's something I can, you know, I can go back into. I'm not really. I did play Neverborn for a while, but I don't think that's a faction I'll go back to. Honestly, it's just it's not quite my it's not quite my shtick. Um, so we'll see what I think about Ten Thunders. Rezzers, I'll never play just because. I've never been a zombie guy. I, I mean, that's actually the biggest issue that I have too. Like, I don't like the aesthetic at all. There's a few masters that I love, but like I look at the aesthetic and I'm like, no, just keep them away from me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I even played. I even tried to play Jackdaw, and I'm just kind of like, eh, yeah. I like Jackdaw. Yeah. I don't like wrestlers. I like Sheamus. I don't like the same problem. It's like, oh come on, just give me something. I do like how you and we'll kind of wrap this up because we're going to try to keep these videos a little shorter than the episodes. But I do like that you were recommending keywords to me. You were like, you know, you'll like McCabe a lot better. He's kind of fighty and he can do some do some things. 100%. Um, so I, I did like that you were recommending like a certain type of crew to me. Because I know you. Like I know what well, yeah. you like and how, how you like to play. And yep. frankly, I think McCabe is going to like make you, you know, like the faction more. That being said, uh, I mean, I can't recommend to you Yan Lo because I don't think you're going to enjoy it as much. No. Yeah, because the way that he nope. plays, it feels a little bit, I don't know. Like, I know... He he is the exact type of master I don't like playing. <laughs> it's like this controly master. I'm going to move things around. I got some tricks over right. here. I'm going to do all this out of activation actions and boop, 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 boop. <laughs> See, at least if I play Huggy, yeah. right... I, I don't have to do the obey stuff. It's there for like scoring points if I want right. it, but I can also just go beat face with them. I mean, the best thing about obeying stuff is shenanigans. Uh, like for example, oh, they have double uh, focus on a model. You don't particularly want them to keep it, so you go okay, obey that model, and I'm gonna charge when. So, in the obey, more than likely they're gonna use a focus, and then when you charge Gwen, you use the second focus. And then Gwen dodges because she's awesome. Now Gwen heals. And now you can go and charge the guy that, that charged Gwen. Because Obey has a range of 12. And usually models are speed 5. So 5. You are huggy. You're speed 6. 2 inch reach. Get mm. destroyed. I win. You know, it's the best thing about huggy. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I love the guy. Because you can just remove brilliance from a model to get a positive so yeah concealment what is that <laughs> oh you have to read so, countenance get effed <laughs> yeah pretty much and the last thing that i'll ask you before we get up out of here dixon is i am wondering if you are starting to notice or if you have a prediction of like a boogeyman for this gaining ground so is there a keyword or a master that you're like this is kind of starting to show up as maybe a problem or you're predicting it might be a problem i i mean i already made the position that i thought it was going to be terra um i am terra frankly, two or terra yeah, one oh terra two but like i think i'm wrong uh already just on information alone because 
just watching games in Vassal, playing games myself, and I mean, the Gen Con stuff, and the fact that people don't have the secondary masters, I want to say it's going to be some master that is going to be played by one of the top players. And what are the factions that you saw? You saw uh, Guild, Neverborn, uh, Explorers, Ten Thunders. and Ten Thunders, right? So if we were going to pick one of those, I would say Lynch 2. It's going to be okay. Lynch 2 and Yanlo 2. But Lynch 2... So I, I would say Yanlo 2 is the one I hear more. Right. Um, also, though, the one that I think that... I've been hearing this more from the European players, mm. but Next Kids is a one that I hear a lot of Europeans bitching Europeans, about. Europeans, 100%. Oh, well, that's the thing. Like The, the meta is different. I know that there's places in, yeah, in but, Europe but, but, the Ulex 1 is but if a good But if a good player in the United States picks up Next Kids and starts wrecking people, that's going to be a problem. But see, that's what I'm saying. I've seen okay players play the Next Kids, and yeah, there's some good things there. But I swear, man, there's people in our Discord who are like, I hate this next kids list with the stupid botanist and the stupid archivist, and they, they can't stand it, and they think it's so busted. And I haven't even seen it, and I don't know if a lot of people in the U.S. are playing it, but, man, some, some of those Europeans are so super pissed about it. I don't know the text specifically that they're talking about that they found, but before, I want to say like two or three months ago, before I start seeing people saying next kids OP, uh, the tech was basically remove one of the uh, the tokens, the uh, which we call it, whatever you call it, larva tokens or whatever, and the grow tokens. Yeah, no, 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 no. The the tokens that the kids throw at people. Oh yeah, yeah, I know so what you're talking about. It makes it so that the parasite yeah, tokens. The parasite tokens, because it makes it so that the the botanists are just unkillable, like straight up unkillable, because they're minus two to any stat, and you can throw in things that are terrifying, minus two to any stat. You can well, and once they grow up, their stats are so ridiculous, right? Correct. Because they're size four, they're like defense six, willpower six or seven, yes. whatever the hell they also, are. Also, the kids themselves are like 24 health when you put together. So the Europeans keep telling me it's just a sheer amount of AP. Like there's so much AP, things are moving, you know, you can make your insignificant crap, you know, still interact and stuff. So... Yeah, they they say it's a problem, and I haven't seen it yet. Thank you know, thank the Lord. But <laughs> it's got to be the quality more than so than the quantity. Because the thing is that we already had that before. We've had the Vikings, sure. and we've had uh, the Foundry. But it it's hard to kill the next kids though. They are surprisingly tanky for how little they Don't are. Disagree with that, but I'm saying like the Foundry is also super tanky. Sure. And the foundry also yeah, Mayfang's another yeah. one. I will say Mayfang too is another one I heard that people are concerned about. Uh, so I do think that if we get a really good player playing like some disgusting Mayfang nonsense, especially if they, you know, double up the Masters with Hoffman, that could be a problem. Because yeah, that's the thing that, about the Foundry. The Foundry has some janky actions, uh, like the walking thing. Yeah, you're kind of like ride the rails. Yeah, riding the rails is wasting an action to some people, but I'm like. To go like 12 inches. Thank you. Like I said, that's okay. Are you guys mentioning? And it's more because, you know, you have your base and you can go on the other side of the scraps. Exactly. Uh, the other side of your base as well. Like, it's yes. just like. Anyway, the, the point that I was trying to make with this is people is, is the big difference. That's like the big force multiplier is players, people. Sure. Like, I look at the results, look at the people that are playing. And right now, I think Landon and and andre are just like 
big problematic players for the they like bending the meta around them if you think about it yeah and i i think it that's something to keep in mind when we're talking about these keywords because i don't think anybody's going to say maxine one is busted no nobody right? nobody that knows how to play this game <laughs> yeah but there is just it's the same way when i played like alex bots i, I think you beat alex a couple of times when we played guild ball but he was a savant i mean he was a super solid good player I, I got crushed by him, right? And I I did not feel bad about it at all. There's just, you're going to come across those players that are just disgustingly good at the game and you just got to take your L. Yeah. Yeah. It was always a 50-50 regardless, like, whenever we were playing. So I would say uh, right now, because, like, my favorite of the top players right now in the U.S. is Brian, Brian Bauer. That's, I, you hear me say that all the time. In your meta, though, I personally think Brandon is like he should be up there, but the thing is that Brandon's good. He doesn't travel. Like it. Yeah, that's the only thing is his his downfall is reps and just travel. Yeah. Like, and that's that's how it is with some people. Yeah. So like I would, I, there is probably like ten, twenty more guys all across the states that are of that caliber, and we don't yeah. know about them because we don't actually you know see them on on like Gen Con sure. or. Or Adapticon or whatever. Well, and, you know, people hear our podcast, right? People hear, you know, us talk about this. So, you know, they, they loosely know, like me and Chris and you. But I think once they play us, sometimes they're a little surprised that, you know, we're not just kind of trolls that just do random crap and we actually can win some that games. That happens to me all the time. Because Chris, <laughs> Chris honestly should have beat Landon and Landon just crawled back and got a tie out of it. Right. But I think that opened some eyes for people where they were like, okay, these guys, you know, they know a little bit of how to play. Right, because, like, we, we do love the game, and we are passionate, and we play, but we know we're not, like, I know that... I'm not going to consistently win, game like, high-level games. I'll, I'll, I'd will i say when it's a good player, like, I played Cody, and in my mind, you know, I've played him a few times, but in my mind, I'm either looking at a draw or a loss there, just in my mind. So when I beat him the last time, I was like, okay, I was surprised because I was like... I expect close games with Cody, but he thinks just at a little bit higher level than I do. So I expect him to try and squeak out a win. Um, so that, and I just think when you play against a good player, that's usually how it'll pan out when you're mid mid to top. Like I, that's how I consider myself mid to top. Yeah, I mean, frankly, I I may not have the mental capacity to basically do all the things that I used to uh, when I was younger when I was hopped sure. up on all caffeines and monster energy drinks. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was basic. I don't know what people think about those things, but they're clearly like anabolics. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the, st the thing that I want to mention about that is uh, if you and Chris were to learn to count cards, you guys <laughs> would be disgusting. Because that's a... Sure. Like, I, you don't have to count the entire deck, but you can clearly in your head just keep uh, like kind of like a tally of like... All right, I've seen seven out of the 12 Severs. And I've seen the yeah, Black Joker uh, on his deck, but not on mine. Yeah, and I think I've gotten better at that. Obviously, top-level players are way better, so they'll switch into a mode, like start going fishing for cards. And I actually, because there's nothing that says you can't do this, I'll look at my discard and be like, I don't think I've seen these cards yet. And sure enough, I'll be like, man, the bottom of this deck is going to be smoking, man. So that's when... And I have started to do that where I'm like, the bottom of this deck is gas. I'm going to activate something just diesel right now. And let's see if I can kill something. That, that was actually the most impressive thing. Uh, with, 
again, Brian, uh, he kept in, in, in his head uh, kind of like a certain amount of like, okay, I've seen this many moderates more or less. I feel that now I can actually go. He'll play defensively. He'll try to fish out for the Black Joker first before he goes in hard. He'll save cards in his hand. Like, and it's not only him, obviously. Andre is very meticulous about that. He'll just like, all right, these three cards in my hand. I have a hand of six. These three cards will not leave my hand except for these three things. And that's, that's the kind of discipline that we're missing. In, in casual games, though, I have a lot of fun, and I meet a whole bunch of players, and we don't even have to think about any of that. But competitively, there's like, like it's a ladder. There's like certain skills that you have to like master before you like can consider you the best player in the world. Yeah, and that's why Malifaux, I do kind of classify it as very similar to Guild Ball, where it's like you're going to pay for your lessons, right? You're going to pay with some losses. You're going to, when you play somebody of a similar level, you'll get some draws and wins. But when you play somebody better, it's like you just you know you're going to lose. It's and that's fine. It's like this person's better than me, and they know more tricks than me. And maybe they know the cards and stuff. I'm just going to pay for my education. <laughs> that's, that's actually, I love that advice. Just yep. consider your you got to look at it that yeah, way. Consider your losses as paying for your education. And that's the best time to try new things too, where it's like, you want to know what? I haven't tried this model yet and I don't know what I'm getting into and this person's a good player. So let's go ahead and see what happens. Correct. But I think we'll leave it there, Dixon, for our little maiden voyage on the old video. So, uh, yeah, like, like, subscribe. Uh, we're going to do a giveaway once we hit 1,000. So we already gave one away at 500 subs. So once we hit 1,000 subs, we'll give away another core box or title box of your choice. But until then, make sure that you guys are flipping cards, flipping tables, and we will see you all next time.